And now, let's turn to Inside the City, a weekly chat with local officials, residents, and personalities providing up-to-date and relevant information about what's happening in your city of Palmer. Moderated by Mike Malewski. Mike Malewski here, Big Cabbage Radio in Palmer, Alaska. And it's my great pleasure to welcome into the studio Chief Dwayne Shelton, who is Chief of Police here in Palmer, Alaska. Good morning, Mike. So, uh, you know, we've come off a, a period of time when we've had some pretty, pretty interesting uh, struggles. And I'm going to put it that way because... You know, I've talked to people about the, the snow and the wind and the drifting. And the thing that emerged for me was that people with long history living in Palmer said, well, it was the first time they've seen a wind blow the way it did, the direction and strength, and cause drifts to appear six, eight feet where they haven't seen them before. So during that time especially the, the time when it was blowing and all the rest of it. The police department had a, a very important role uh, that was somewhat different because you have the city's various departments. You have public works, police department, fire department, and so on, uh, all having to have a, a kind of a, a step-up integration in how you work. So how did, that, how did that turn out, if that's a long intro? Yeah, it's a... That's a big topic there, Mike. Um, it's definitely different than what we've seen in the past. A typical snowfall or maybe even a windstorm, but having that huge snowfall and then the big windstorm on top of it that did create you know, drifts far bigger than what we're used to or accustomed to. And it really put a taxing on public works and their ability to get out there and get things cleared up right away. I mean, it, we knew we knew going into it um, that it was going to be, you know, several weeks long. Right. And so then came the uh, the big ordeal, you know, the, I guess, the trying to figure out the problem, where to start and where to go and what, what, avenue, what streets to clear out first. And we kind of all kind of worked together on it a little bit. Um, so the, your your officers your officers are are faced uh, from time to time with with uh, a situation where someone is stuck it, uh, kind of one one person gets stuck somewhere and and uh, you stop what what's kind of a protocol of how do you how do you deal with the easy situation not where everybody's stuck well so i mean typically if the officers are out on patrol and they see you know somebody that's stuck maybe in the roadway or just off the side of the roadway We'll stop. We'll try to push them, push them out, or help them get unstuck. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as just slowing traffic down and making it safe, so that they, you know, a lot of times somebody else is there to help them get unstuck. They just need a window of opportunity to be able to do that. So right. we'll provide that. Um, this, what we saw this last go is there was people getting stuck, and we would try to help, and it was blowing in. And drifting in faster than yep, nice. then we could even get and tow trucks couldn't get there so we wound up leaving them yep and getting the people to safety but the vehicles would remain in there until the winds died and then public workers was able to get out there and and help 
what we found is on patrol that uh, as we'd go by these places, a lot of the public in the community came together right. and would start tackling little problems around town on their own. And that's typically something we wouldn't necessarily advocate for. Sure. But in a situation like this, you know, you've got a, a can-do community that kind of came together and did what they could. And, and uh, you know, maybe it helped a little bit. Yeah. Well, many listeners have seen, I've seen, you have probably the, you know, the, the extensive pileup of cars on a, on a freeway somewhere when you have this kind of thing happening. So I, my takeaway is to say that size matters. You know, what we do when there's an instance of one is different when it's 100. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> so as, you've, as you come away from this, the, the other aspect of, of the event that we had was that this year was far less in, in the way of power outage. There were some power outages, and right. we, we tried to deal with them, which was made increasingly difficult because of the way the wind was going, drifting, and all the rest of it. But fortunately, as compared to a year ago, we didn't have multiple days where it seemed like there was a lot of power outage. So if there is power outage, how do you communicate with one another or with the fire department or anybody else? Is there, a, if, if let's say there's a general power outage in Palmer, uh, do you still have communication? Yes, we do. Um, cell phones typically still work, and so we can communicate that way, but primarily through our radios. Okay. Um, those continue, you know, as long as we got uh, charged batteries or a vehicle that runs. Right. Um, then that allows us to be able to get through and communicate. And those communication systems seem to work pretty good. Even if uh, we were to le lose a repeater, oftentimes we're still able to talk mobile uh, car to car. Car to car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's in, that's important for, for listeners to understand that, that well, that many people find they're, they're without communication. They... Uh, the, the police uh, can do that. And I'm, I'm guessing, I'm not going to have you talk for the fire department, but the fire department has a similar situation. Yes, yeah. And what we experienced in this one, what, which is something that we typically don't see under normal snowstorms, there might be a, a drift where we can't get down one street, but we actually had some parts of the community that were like, man, if we have to get in there, how oh. are we going to do that? And it's, you know, snowshoes and... You know, maybe a snow machine, and we're looking at it. And we're like, we don't have a snow machine, so, so. Um, well, that and, and that's an interesting thing. Fortunately, being downtown and living downtown, one of the ways we were able to provide information about what was happening is literally to walk around town, and it, it was at that time that we noted that well, we could give reports that there were many streets that uh, we have never seen uh, closed before. And, in fact, we had an emergency vehicle stuck for a bit uh, right in front of our studios here in South Alaska Street. Mm -hmm. And we sheltered uh, a crew that was uh, coming from Anchorage to do some video for one of the TV stations. And uh, they, the winds were so strong, they couldn't do something outside. So they came in and got warm in the studio here because they couldn't interview anybody because there's nobody outside in the wind. And, and, that, and, and that just reminded me that sometimes things are, whether you're in a hurricane or that kind of situation, it, it's best to be able to get to a place of safety and let it ride out a bit. Yeah. Yes, certainly. Well, Mike Bolevsky here at Big Cabbage Radio in Palmer, Alaska, and I'm speaking with the police chief here in the city of Palmer. 
we're now entering 2023, and we've recently had a chance to talk with, with the mayor, uh, Palmer's mayor, Steve Carrington, and he's been looking ahead a, a little bit, thinking from a, a mayor and a city council standpoint of just how 2023 looks like it's shaping up. And maybe I can ask you to just take a moment and think back. Each year, it seems recently, we've had a different year. There's been some things that we say, okay, uh, summer came and summer went, uh, but there are different kinds of things. And then we, we jump off from that into the next year. We're looking at 2023. Uh, I know you've been reporting to the council. There were some changes in staffing and maybe in equipment. How do you see 2023 playing out from the perspective of the police department? So um, I feel pretty positive, particularly with uh, the police department's interaction with the public. Um, public outreach is huge. We have the uh, ability to, to add one additional patrol officer to our, to our force this year, and that's going to... Uh, what I'm hopeful that'll do is that'll uh, give us more unallocated time that we can go out and then into the communities a little bit more. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Palmer PD has a pretty strong community-oriented police focus and dealing with them. But in 2023, we're looking at uh, partnering more with businesses and with the community members. And to do that, we want our officers to get out there and to get to know the people on an individual basis, but, you know, not just the citizens, but the business owners as well, so that we can better, I guess, meet each other's needs. Right, and, right. Uh, so I think that's a good thing. We've also um, got communication with the Matsu uh, Borough School District uh, regarding SROs. Right. They're wanting to expand their program a little bit. What role... Palmer may or may not have in that is still to be determined, but we're meeting with them again this spring to uh, talk about the 24, 20, excuse me, 23, 24 school year. Got it. Right. Right. And I, I'm, I'm thinking uh, of times past when I know I've just because we're located here right on South Alaska street, I've had officers stop by and say hello and, and uh, we've had a conversation, and it sounds like you're you're continuing to uh, do that with uh, sufficient uh, people to to be able to make that uh, make that happen. I'm curious. The other aspect of discussion last year, 2022, came up. You were there at council meetings. Listeners are aware. Uh, had to do with with, and I'm finding a, a term here. Uh, vagrancy, if you will. Um, sometimes we use the term homelessness or vagrant, but what w was reported by a number of businesses that there were, there were people that appeared to have no fixed abode that were um, staying perhaps in, in, in the green area uh, by the railroad tracks or coming to their businesses and um, that, that there was a concern about this to the point where, as you know, there were a couple of meetings uh, to draw upon all resources in the area. And I know the, the police department has had a, a front seat to all of this because very often the uh, police department is called to say, okay, we have somebody who has been uh, pretty loud or doing one thing or another. 
As we roll into 2023, what's your sense of of where we are from, oh, anything from the standpoint of uh, are there more people uh, that are coming to the attention of the police department or or what what do you see happening because winter changes things obviously it certainly does so we do have a uh, a fairly consistent population of people that are maybe without a permanent resident right and they're here kind of year-round in the summer we get an influx of that it always increases every summer so we know that that's going to happen in 2023 as well and the big issue that we face is how do we protect the rights of the business owners and the citizens and also the rights of the individuals that you know it's not a not against the against law to be homeless or anything like that you know and people if that's the lifestyle they choose they have the right to do that but on on the other hand what we're what we're trying to do is we're trying to focus on the public safety issues such as the trespassing, the um, criminal mischief, theft, that sort of thing that is occurring. And so Palmer's focus is to partner with the businesses to make sure that when crimes are being committed, those are being addressed right. without infringing on, I guess, the, the civil rights of the vagrants. And, and my understanding is, if I remember correctly, that there will be another meeting to, to carry this uh, process forward. But w- because obviously over the years, there have been a number of agencies, nonprofits, one sort or another, who have been involved in the process and, and are still at work. Uh, and, and they're just, uh, I think last year, my sense of it was there was a surfacing, uh, a raising up of awareness uh, of, of something that had been happening, but at a lower level, and this was grabbing more people's attention uh, as as we, as we went into the year. Well, okay, I'm I'm looking forward to to the discussion and the action, uh, the ways in which what you've just nicely described can actually be done. Well, chief, I've I've asked you a bunch of questions about different aspects of of life with the police department. Um, are there specific things that you would like our listeners to pay attention to as particularly <laughs> as I am looking at it, we're still in the middle of winter. Yes. Today is a uh, good reminder of that. Yep. Spring's not quite here yet. Right. Um, I would just uh, encourage our listeners to, to be mindful of the responsibilities of like public works and, I know it's particularly during the windstorm is, you know, um, I guess tempers were getting tried, I guess, a little bit sure. because of that and patience getting tested. And uh, to remember that they're, they have a job to do, they also have a priority in which to do it, and they will get things done. It just may take a little bit of time. It's the same thing with, uh, with law enforcement. Um, winter's here, you know, so slow down. Plan a little bit ahead and uh, give yourself a little bit of extra time and it'll help. Sure. sure. No, I, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a number 911 mm-hmm. that a person can call. And in my sense about it, and I'm going to talk about a, a specific situation, and, and that involves moose. <laughs> we have noticed recently, the last week or two, more moose 
in fact, in our backyard in downtown Palmer or in a little copse of woods or one, one thing or another. And in general, uh, the moose wander in, they stay a while, and they wander out. But sometimes they appear to be in an area that, that uh, seems to be mm, problematic. It might be the entrance to the library, for example. So what I've always thought with 911, it's better to make the call even though it might not be something that would uh, end up uh, requiring a, a heavy response than not make it. Uh, what, what's your guideline for using 911? So, yeah, I mean, 911 is uh, reserved for emergencies. Um, the conundrum is, is does this really qualify as emergency or not? And so certainly, um, in the case of a moose, it can quickly turn from a non-emergency into an emergency situation. Right. Um, it's as quick as a pedestrian walking up, and now that moose turned into somebody. Well, it, it went from yep. being not emergency to now we, we've really got to do something about this. So it is kind of best error on the side of caution if you're not sure. If that's the only number that you can know off the type of your head or remember, dial 911. For the listeners, if it's here in Palmer, 907-745-4811. We'll get you to the police department. Okay. And that's good in any situation but an emergency. In an emergency, we would encourage you to call 911. Yeah, yeah. But uh, both those numbers will get you help um, in a non-emergency situation as well. Okay, okay. And what the last thing that uh, I found helpful, uh, particularly the last time someone was in from the police department, and, and that was uh, referencing your, your website, and you— there's also a Facebook page, is that correct? There is, yes. And I found that those were particularly helpful. I, I mean, I, I went there and I said, okay, uh, who are these people who are police officers? And sure enough, I was able to get some sense of that, uh, who, who people were, and, and some other details about things. So uh, I'm happy to see that. That, that, that was helpful. And, and um, do you have any other comments that you'd make about how you attempt to communicate to the public uh, through any of the social media or any other aspects. Yes, yeah, so uh, Sergeant Luke Zipsky, he's our uh, public information officer for okay. the city, one of them, uh, or at least for the police department. And he manages our social media sites. And we found a pretty high value, particularly during this windstorm, with oh, yes. our ability to be able to reach out and to, and to talk with the public. Right. on that uh, social platform. Um, so it's a good thing. And that's something that we just recently added in 2022, and we hope to expand it a little bit in 2023 and get more people to follow us and be able to be able, be able to get information out to the public first. Right. It does a couple things. Primarily is it helps get ahead of some of the rumors. Right. Because if you, if you give them a topic or part of the story and not the rest of it, it's not, it doesn't take very long before they kind of make up the, re the missing pieces. So yeah. the sooner we can get accurate information out there, the better. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Well, and thank you. Thank you, and thank you, the Sergeant, for, for taking the time. I, we have someone maintaining our own social media here at the station. It's, it's, it's a constant. It's like milk and cows. You can't let the day go by. You have to keep it going. Yeah, it's a 24-7 job. <laughs> okay. Chief Sheldon, thank you. Thank you very much for coming in today and uh, sharing a little bit about 
about the police department's uh, activities as we roll into 2023. And I look forward to having you come back again. Thank you. You've been listening to Inside the City, a weekly chat with local folks providing up-to-date and relevant information about what's happening in your city of Palmer. Moderated by Mike Malewski. This program is a production of Radio Free Palmer, recorded at our studios in Palmer, Alaska. The views and opinions of moderators and guests do not necessarily represent those of Radio Free Palmer, this station, or its underwriters. If you have any comments or questions, please email manager at radiofreepalmer.org.